Hello. Let's go to happy hour, bitch. Okay. This podcast contains mature content. Viewer discretion is advised. What's up, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Hour with... Des And Charles. Um, sorry we haven't recorded in a bit. I just got my second COVID vaccine and I was kind of out of it, not feeling too well. But I'm back and I'm better, so let's get this show rolling. Back and better than ever exactly do you have any advice to people getting their second vaccine on how to deal with the side effects uh tylenol take a shit ton of tylenol not a shit ton but like two <laughs> don't take too much we don't want you to die <laughs> yeah i just had a like a low-grade fever some chills and just felt really lethargic and weak but yeah yeah like i said feeling better than ever now um yeah so Yay. today's thank you so today's topic is gonna be about sex and sexuality. Yeah. As we know, I am a homosexual, part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, shout out to my community. We love them. Whoop, whoop. Uh, I wanna give a quick disclaimer. If you are my uncle or my aunt, please do not listen to this. Please. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Disclaimer, I don't give a shit who listens to that, to be honest. <laughs> Well, there there will be one story I feel like would be perfect for this topic. And if this person wants, I won't drop his real name, but if this person wants to listen to it, then listen to it. <laughs> oh I feel like I know who you're talking about. And yes, yeah, she did set me up with this person. Oh, okay. If you don't know me, you then um, I want you guys to know that I love playing matchmaker, even though I suck at it. Yeah, it happened like <laughs> twice and she sucked at both of them. But I still try it. I think that's that's part of it. Yeah, sure. Okay, we'll go with that. <clears throat> kind of want to segue now into sexuality because everybody knows Charles is a proud gay man and I am bisexual. So I do want to talk about our sexualities and our experience with it and coming out to our families. I think that's a really important conversation to also have during this episode. So yeah. Charles, when and how did you come to the realization that you were gay or did you always know from a kid? I didn't always know. That's the thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny because I came out when I was 16 to my mom and dad and to my family but they always, they, all my whole entire family always knew I was gay before myself, which was completely weird to me. So when I came out to my dad, honestly, he was cool about it. My mom was Aww. cool about it too. Yeah, my mom was cool. She cried. But then mm. I think that's the, she's that type of person where when she kind of gets overwhelmed, she cries. So right. we, talk, we talked about it later and she said, you know, she didn't cry because of that. And like, yeah, I, I understand. But she's accepting Aww. of it. I mean, coming from a side of the family, which... Um, my mom's side is Mormon and my mm-hmm. dad's side is Catholic. So I'm like, fuck, I got mm. hit with a shit stick right now. Um, I, however, I could not come out to my, um, both my grandpa, my, my papa and my grandpa, because, um, they passed away before Aww. I even came to terms with being who I was. Right. 
Um, and yeah, so, you know, I kind of do have kind of regret and like sadness sometimes I didn't come out to them, but I kind of have to let it go because I didn't know myself that I was gay back then. Right. Um, and then my Nana, who also passed away, but I got the, I was fortunate to come out to her, you know, mm-hmm. she was a hardcore Mormon. Um, she, I remember her telling me that it's brave of me, you know, to come out, but Aww. she really wasn't accepting of it. I remember her telling me, you know, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Aww. And in my head, like, I just like wanted to cry. Like I'm on the verge of crying or I'm trying Aww. to hold it back. But then she said something to me that made me ball, like mm-hmm. completely fucking ball. She's like, regardless, you're my grandson and I love you. Aww. And to me, it was that type of thing where I get she wasn't okay with it because I know a lot of churches weren't okay with it. Mm-hmm. And just to hear her say that, like, really meant a lot to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and my grandma, oh, uh, yeah, she's a hardcore Catholic as well. Um, she still thinks that she can set me up with a girl and everything like she she's cool with it um now it's funny i went to go visit her during um quarantine and stuff you know to give her some food yeah and of course we wore a mask um so she met one of my friends my quote-unquote boyfriend and boyfriend um and he is of asian descent and she had like a smile on her face even though she wasn't okay with me being gay sometimes because he was Asian and Mm -hmm. so she can talk to him in Tagalog her native tongue yeah yeah and she's like you know the church is more accepting now this and that I'm like yeah still I'm still gonna get married in church but it's funny because she told me that like a month ago and now mm-hmm. you hop on the news of pope like condemns being gay now so i'm just like whatever like right yeah it's ridiculous to me yeah when you came out to your mom and dad like mm-hmm. what were what were the emotions you were feeling at that moment oh i was uh, fucking scared out of my mind yeah i feel like that's every person is am I going to be accepted by the people who I call, you know, my family? Are they going to accept me? Am I going to get kicked out? Because I know a lot of people who came out and got kicked out for being being who you are. And it's funny to me how a bunch of Christians and Catholics are like, you know, they like to cherry pick like in the Bible and stuff. And it's, it's very hurtful. But the thing is, are you a good Christian or Catholic saying I'm going to hell because God hates gays but you're the type of person who says God made everybody and God loves everybody kind of thing yeah Yeah. and God would not want you to be hateful to someone yeah say that shit so yeah like Mm -hmm. at this point it's you're gonna deal with people on a daily who don't support your lifestyle Right. And who won't get it. I mean, it's also them who won't get it. But the thing is, if you, for the people who don't get it, if you have a son or a daughter who comes out as gay or transgender or bisexual, whatever. Yeah. You need to understand what they're going through, first of all. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Second of all, you can't change that. I hate when people say, oh, you know, conversion therapy, this and that. You're just going to make them grow distant from you and you don't want that. No, that's 100% true. But I, I think your story is really inspiring because it came out so positive, you know, in the sense of like mm-hmm. your parents accepted you, your sister accepted you. You know, I understand your grandparents, they had like, you know, their feelings about it because of, you know, the generation that they come from. Yeah. And their beliefs. Um, but they did the best that they could with it, with what they grew up with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that's still a win in your story. Yeah. And not a lot of people have that. And my heart does go out to people who come out to their families and their families just condemn them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, aw. claps for Charles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, in addition to like your immediate family, like how did your, well, yeah. And how did um, your sister and your like cousins and nieces and nephews, like how did they react? Well, my sister was cool with it. Uh, she knew too. Like I said, my whole family knew for me. Oh. Um, my cousins, they're all cool about it. I mean, I have a cousin who's a lesbian as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's, I think because they're close to, our generation as millennials yeah. that they fully understand as well. So I was very in a positive circle when it came to my cousins and everyone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I do see it. Like, you know, whenever I'm around your family, I always see like acceptance and love anytime I'm with you guys. So I think that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So my story. My story is nowhere near as positive as Charles. <laughs> so, um, I pretty much realized that I like girls in addition to boys when I was like 13 or 14. Pretty much in my pubescent stage is when I realized it. And so, I like talked to a few girls, but then there was this one girl that I started dating when I was like 16. Yeah, when I was 16. <laughs> and of course it had to be a secret. And of course it had to be like super low key and everything like that. Because my family, just like Charles' family, they're very religious, they're um, Christians um, and they're very firm in their beliefs. You know what I mean? So while I know that eventually in time they would come to accept me, they would never fully embrace the idea of it so like if I were to bring home a girl and say hey this is my girlfriend I would get so much shit and I probably and they probably my girlfriend would probably feel that energy and feel uncomfortable around my family just because they have such strong beliefs and they're very religious and so yeah I was <laughs> dating this girl since so I was 16 she honestly for the record she was my first love and <laughs> we basically would talk all the time we would have to like sneak around to see each other and we were together for about a year and a half and then after that year and a half we still stayed in contact until I was like 19 yeah so I was 19 and um (laughs) I thought I was so slick I thought I like covered all my bases to make sure my family never found out until one day I was napping on the couch and my mom wakes me up by throwing the blanket off of me and she goes get the fuck up and I was like fuck like what the fuck like 
okay for those of you who don't know i always got in trouble i was always getting in trouble i was always like like between me and my sister i'm i'm the bad one so i was like what the fuck did i do now so she goes get up get your ass up follow me downstairs to my room so i go downstairs to her room and she's like what the fuck is this and she had my facebook profile pulled up with my girlfriend's name like in a relationship with and then her name and i was like how the fuck did she see it because i blocked my whole family from seeing that portion of my facebook and she basically told me my one of my aunties who stay snitching on me my auntie always snitched on me all the time and (laughs) and um she goes yeah your auntie called me and told me about this and what is this and she basically like yelled at me for so long and I kind of like block like blocked that part out of my mind because she said a lot of hurtful things, you know what I mean? But yeah. one thing that stands out to this day is she said, what the fuck do you think was going to happen? Did you think that, um, did you tell her that I would accept you guys or that I would um, sometime down the road, like be okay with you being gay? And then I was just like, what the fuck like what the fuck is this you know like she wasn't even trying to have a conversation with me and I know because in my mom's mind she was thinking like you're a child so what valid opinions do you have you know what I mean like you don't know anything you don't know how you're feeling like this is this is a phase and you're a child so I don't have to listen to you and so yeah I basically got yelled at I got my ass beat by my mom and then um she told everybody in my family (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> basically yeah. she dried snitch on me and like oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm still working on forgiving my mom for that by the way but whatever <laughs> <laughs> and yeah she so she dry snitched on me to everybody and one of my aunties who's the closest person to me like besides my grandma and my sister like she is like my other half you know what I mean like she's been my rock she's always been my rock she picked me up and she was like let's go for a ride like i need to run errands so i was like okay and this was like fresh after the whole incident with me and my mom yeah and we're driving around and she goes so you like girls and i was like yeah and i started crying because i wanted to lie to her and i wanted to say no because i just wanted everything to go back to normal you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so even if that meant denying who I am and denying my truth. Like I was fine with that because I just wanted things to stop. And so I remember telling my auntie yes, because I didn't, I I didn't want to lie to her specifically. And so I told her, yeah. And then she was like, oh, well, do you like girls who look like boys? And I knew where this was going because she was like, oh, if you like girls who look like boys and you actually like boys, you know what I mean? But that's not my type. Mm -hmm. Like, I like girls. I like girls who are feminine. I like, quote unquote, lipstick lesbians. Yeah. And so she was kind of like taken aback. And she was telling me basically and not in, in, you know, summarizing what she said is that she would love me and accept me for who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, She wouldn't agree with it but she wouldn't treat me any differently. And that's kind of where the conversation ended. And after that day, I never had the conversation again with anybody in my family, Um, except for my dad. Um, (laughs) 
my dad bless his heart he <laughs> told me one day he was like you know um i love you so much that i don't care who you bring home if it's a guy or if it's a girl like i'll love you regardless and um i don't care who you want to be with and that was my hope you know what i mean like yeah. that was my that was like the validation i needed to know that i'm not a freak you know what i mean that mm -hmm. like i'm not some person who's condemned to hell automatically because of how i feel and who i want to be with so yeah after that i never had the conversation again with my family even though they they know what happened um to this day i'm pretty sure that they think i'm straight because i started dating a guy for like hella years <laughs> I'm still very much bisexual. I still am attracted to girls and I have cousins who know and they're very supportive of me. Like my whole family is very religious. Even my cousins, they're very faith-based people. Yeah. But my cousins, they don't judge me or condemn me for it. Cause we have other cousins who are gay um, or are lesbians and stuff like that. We have an uncle who's gay. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard because I, I want to feel comfortable enough that if I do fall in love with a girl and want her to meet my family and introduce her to that part of my life, I don't want to feel scared. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm an adult. So if I bring somebody home, regardless if they're a guy or a girl, I don't want them to treat her differently than they would if I brought a boy back home. Um, and I, I don't want them to look at me differently because I'm not. I'm the same Desiree that they know. It's just I'm I, I like girls and guys. That's yeah. it. Um, did you ever come out to grandma or no? To grandma, no. And that's that's one of my biggest regrets. Yeah. Because my sister, my sister even asked my grandma before she died, like, oh, what do you think about gay people? And then just to <laughs> kind of like try to bait her and see like if she had like the viewpoints of everybody else. Mm -hmm. And my grandma, so sweet, I miss her so much. She was like, oh, I love gay people. And then, <laughs> and then my sister kept trying to bait her like, but why? Like, aren't they gonna go to hell and stuff like that? Oh my and, God. and then my, um, my grandma was like, no we can't say who's going to hell and you know they're just regular people and you know i love everybody and yeah that's that's one of my biggest regrets is that i never got to have that conversation with my grandma because she's such a loving soul and she was so accepting of people you know what i mean and she never judged people unless you did her wrong or did her family wrong then she judged you but based off of trivial things like your sexuality and, and who you choose to love she didn't judge you so i i know grandma knew i was gay because i kept saying hi to her i remember that <laughs> yeah she loved you yeah so. she was the sweetest person ever so i said <laughs> you tell grandma i said hi and god bless yeah so that's the thing because I, I never used to say like you know like god bless until desiree's grandma used to say that all the time so we said okay grandma god bless Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's my only biggest regret. But other than that, I mean, any of my family who choose to listen to this podcast now, you know, <laughs> but yeah, she's a bisexual queen. Yes, exactly. Bisexual brown queen. Let's put it yes, say that. Say that. Um, do you get annoyed when guys or just anyone general is like, oh, you're bisexual. So which one do you prefer guys or girls more? 
Yeah, that's super annoying. I've I've had that a lot. It's like, well, right now I prefer girls more because they don't ask me stupid shit like you. But girls <laughs> are stupid. Yeah. Or one thing I hate is like when because I've told all my past partners that I'm bisexual. So anytime they're like they find out sometimes they're like oh would you ever like have a threesome oh, so you would no. be fine with a threesome and i'm like i will punch you right now no no what you should say is like yeah i'm cool with threesome but it has to be with another dude and then they will literally shut the fuck oh up. yeah they would freak out they would i mean it's not gay as brosef carl says it's not gay unless <laughs> you moan which i think that's hilarious. <laughs> it's not gay unless you moan like come on dude <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's a, the funniest shit ever. <laughs> that is. I, I I literally peed my pants when he said that. I'm like that <laughs> that makes yeah, okay. It's it's yeah. It's not gay unless you moan. Perfect. Exactly. Perfect. Totally fine. Stupid. That it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, but it's fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um when did you realize that I know you said you had a relationship when you're 16 with mm-hmm. a girl, but when did you actually realize that? you know, that you actually had likings towards women? Mm-hmm. Um, it was about like 12 or 13 when um, I was going through puberty and I like realized it. Cause like I kind of, before I hit puberty, I would kind of look at girls and I would kind of be like, oh, you're kind of cute. But then because I grew up like heavily in the church, I always mm-hmm. grew up with it. Like that's bad. You know what I mean? Like you need to stop doing that. Like you're going to go to hell. So I would like catch myself and then I would like try to rewire what I was thinking. But then when I hit puberty and I learned about, you know, acceptance and and other things um, that kind of challenged like my whole perception on like if you're gay, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I realized like, what's wrong with this? And I asked myself like, what's actually wrong with this? I don't think there's anything wrong with this. So why am I fighting myself? That's when I came into like accepting that part of me oh well, that's that's really good to know because i know i knew i knew you had a girlfriend when you were 16 i know you told me that <laughs> but like i've never really uh understood like everything you were going through i mean mm-hmm. that's when we were just had our friendship just just like brand new but i never knew actually knew you know that people hurt you like that especially mm-hmm. family yeah because we me and charles have been friends since seventh grade but we didn't really like start getting to know each other like on a deeper level than just regular friends until we were like in high school and like later in that time that's when we started like really having more deep conversations and like sharing with each other more intimate parts of our life yeah i mean we've been friends for geez i would like 15 years yeah yeah, it's 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 been crazy. <laughs> it has. It's been a ride, but I I like this ride because it's like we go through a lot, but then we overcome a lot. Yeah, and you know you can never get off this ride, so no. you're stuck with Ditto. me. Ditto. <laughs> Even when you piss me off. <laughs> yeah, I've been. Yeah, that's a whole nother story too, though. <laughs> So after that heavy topic we just talked about, which I think it was very, I mean, everyone can learn from it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, We should maybe loosen up the mood and ask some questions. Sex questions. Ooh. Yeah. Let's fucking do it. Let's get fucked. What turns you on most during sex? Um, 
guys moaning oh my god i don't like that no why i would expect you like it i don't i don't think guys should moan i think they should (laughs) i think they should grunt like oh yeah Uh, uh." like to me that's weird (laughs) if if you're doing moans like that then no that's a complete turn off for me what if they okay what if he moaned during sex your partner moaned during sex would you just want to stop because you would be turned off or would you keep Um, going my mouth would literally be right off of him like lock myself in the bathroom until he gets soft <laughs> so don't uh, moan if you have sex with charles don't moan grunt yeah just fucking grunt um for me i think um dirty talk i like dirty talk sometimes okay that, that yeah. gets me that gets me in the mood really fast what kind of dirty talk like what do you like specifically i don't want to be too graphic but like you know when they're like yeah like fucking choke on it like oh god like that to me that's like fucking hot fucking die on this cock no no not die on it just like fucking like choke on it like make it wet like slobber on it like to me that's fucking hot do guys really like when people gag on their dick yeah a lot of a lot of guys do actually it's yeah i mean i feel like the mostly like the dominated kind of like tops gay tops mm-hmm. too um yeah they like to see us like tear up sometimes <gasps> really yeah it's again it's kind of hot though <laughs> okay well, i could kind of see that i have a question for you though okay what was your worst sexual experience and how did you deal with it worst sexual experience um well i have a worst sexual blind date well, not really a blind date, but I knew what he looked like. <laughs> and worst sexual sex experience. So which one should I talk about first? We want both. The people want both. Okay, so which one should I talk about first? Uh, the blind date. Okay. Uh, where do I begin with this fucker? Um, I uh, went to go to a bar in the city to meet Desiree and a few others. I forgot what the bar was called. Like something p- pissed off Pete's? No, it was oh. Blur. Blur. I thought it was piss off beats. Um, I like piss off oh. beats though. So it was blur, and you know I was fucking nervous. Um, she's like text me when you're outside. Text her. I'm outside. She's like, ah! so I, <laughs> I was drunk by the time he came. By the way, yeah. So I go, you know, just have a couple of drinks with her and this guy. She wanted her coworker. She wanted to set me up with. So we're talking and stuff, and I thought literally we were gonna go home. That was my intention, was just to meet him, you know, have a couple drinks, go home. Turns out we went to the Castro after. Because it was my birthday. It was her birthday, which was not really her birthday. She wanted it to be her birthday. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so we go to um, Bo, which Mm -hmm. I fucking hate that club so much. I almost got kicked (laughs) out of that club. I cannot stand that gay club. So fucking annoying. Um, He was really cute too. I can't say his name because Desiree and this person still are quote unquote friends. Um, (laughs) And he lives in the state she lives in now currently. So (laughs) way to narrow it down. (laughs) If he's listening to this, you're a sexy motherfucker, but you're disgusting sometimes. Um, But yeah. So, you know, we're talking, he was, he was really a nice guy. Um, of course, he had alcohol in the system, which everyone's nice when that happens. Uh, we go outside for a cigarette, me and Desiree. Um, and he's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom real quick. And he brings out this fucking stranger no one fucking knew who he was. And 
he was like, oh, he's like visiting out of town, this and that. I'm like, okay, whatever. And literally- thought he knew him prior and they like, he told him to meet him at the club or something. Yeah. So when we're all smoking, this dude has his arm around this person that I'm talking to and he literally fingers him. On the sidewalk in front of us. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, Desiree, like, this is really pissing me off, whatever. And come to find out he, they went back inside and I, he knew I was kind of pissed off a little bit. So he wanted to talk to me. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? It's like, dude, don't fucking talk to me. Shut the fuck up right now. Like I'm on the mood. <laughs> and he's like, why are you mad? I was like, dude, this dude just fucking fingered your ass right now. He's like, yeah, I know. Like, it's fine. Like we did Coke in the bathroom. I'm like, what? <laughs> we can't be. I was like, what? what? I mean, this story legit sounds fake, but it's not. Um, <laughs> To me, it sounds fake. I would never believe this, but trust me, it fucking did happen. That night was um, wild. Yeah, sounds like, dude, like, I can't with you right now. And then we go to this other bar. Um, was it Tadpole? No, or it was No, no, it was Tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> I always club. call that club Tadpole. No, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the lookout either. It was the other one across from... Um, Bo. Oh, the dance one where he tried to set me up with that other lady, and that lady was yeah. so ugly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry I... to that lady. No disrespect. <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but yeah, we went to that club, and um, Desiree was like, "Oh, it's my birthday," and a lot of people want to take photos with her. And then because I, I bought myself a tiara, <laughs> yeah. and then she fucking gave her ID to the bouncer, said it's my birthday, and the bouncer just looks at her ID like her fucking real birthday's on her ID, like this <laughs> fucking stupid, and he just like laughed and was like, "You guys can go away." <laughs> But I personally felt embarrassed for her because she was drunk and I kind of was like sobered up at that point. I was like, dude, I feel sorry for her right now. I didn't because everybody was like, can we take a picture? Happy birthday. And I was like, oh, I'm a celebrity now. Oh, God. So after that happens, you know, we have fun. Uh, there might have been a few kisses involved. But Gosh, again, a lot he... Of he decides to go talk to another person and dance with that person. And I'm fierce at this point. Like, I just want to fucking leave. And he's like, no, let's just go to one more club. I'm like, one club. That's fine. At this point, um, my one of my good friends, um, Frank, he picked us up, me, Desiree, and this person. And <laughs> we were driving to the car. I just remember he was just like all cuddled up on me. Yeah, he made me sit in the front seat, by the way. And he was like, I want to sit in the back with Charles. Yeah, so he was all cut up with me. And um, I remember I fucking told him. I was like, I got arrested before. And he looked at me with the audacity and was like, you've been arrested? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and Desiree looks back and he like fucking like hits my arm like a little bitch. <laughs> and I'm just like, whatever. Like, to me, it was funny. I have been arrested. But I mean, whole different story with that one um but yeah so then we go to battlelands which personally is one of my favorite i um, love battlelands is so fun um battlelands it's like the best experience of my life like i, I end the nights whenever i go to cash out at battlelands no matter yeah. what it's just so fun um we go to battlelands for just for one drink he said just one drink i'll make it up to you and <laughs> can i tell you what me and frank were doing at this point in the story what are you guys doing so Charles was texting Frank for like a good part of the night talking so much shit about this person 
right? But I mean, he deserved to be talked shit about because like, yeah, whatever. And Frank was like, oh, this guy's an asshole. And then I was like, I mean, whatever. And so Frank was like, let's go get a drink. And so we went and got a drink and then we turn around and Charles and this person. We just started making out. (laughs) Yeah. And Frank was like, what the fuck? And I was like, oh shit. Because we had a conversation and he is like, I said, I'm ready to go. He's like, can I just give you a kiss goodbye then? I'm like, okay, one kiss wouldn't hurt. So I kissed him and it turned into like a good like two minute max session. And then Desiree and Frank come out. I was like, we know we got to go. And I was like, okay, we got to go. And I started walking. I remember I said, okay, just one more time. And I ran back and started making out with him again. Yeah. And then he fell against a tree or something, or he fell on a yeah, tree. He fell. He fell. He was drunk. Yeah. But then, you know, he probably went home that night and hooked up with another dude. So who the fuck cares? Yeah. <laughs> and then we left. Yeah. And then we, we ended up at a dive bar with Frank and his wife and one of our other friends, uh, Mackenzie at the time. So we just all chilled after. You know, Frank told me, like, you know, it's fine. Like, just don't be stupid next time. I was like, yeah, I know. Alcohol is involved. So, of course, I'm going to be stupid. That was that was a fun night. Um, I guess for, like, my worst sexual experience was probably that. I had to witness that. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. I haven't had a worst sexual experience. So, it's probably that. How about you, Desiree? What was your worst sexual experience? Um... Worst sexual experience. Uh... Wait, before you talk about that, can I just say the reason why I love Desiree is because she was with this dude. He was a white dude and he was pretty fucking hot. Um, But she found out that he was homophobic and she kind of just was like, you know what? I can't talk to you anymore. It's over. Yeah. Steve. He was was pretty fucking hot though. He was like, (laughs) he was the type of guy who like was white, but like still like bagged his pants and stuff. But like, dude, he was hot though. Yeah, Steve, you're so fucking hot, but fuck you for being homophobic, okay? Fuck you. Yeah, that's kind yeah. of bad. Yeah, and he would always call me, like, his, like, brown mistress, and I was like, what the fuck, bitch? I guess that is my uh, worst sexual experience. Uh, <laughs> was the sex good, though? Yeah, but... <laughs> Did he, did he call you his brown mistress, like, while there was, like, penis vagina entering situation? Yeah, like, during. Oh, that's not okay. Yeah, so, okay, so this guy, Steve, he was, like, he was a security guard, but he was, like, one of those, like, wannabe cops, and <laughs> he was super hot, he was from Pacifica, and we met because I was the front desk at this hotel in Pacifica, and he came in for a party with his family and we started talking and that's how we ended up together. And so <laughs> we would always hang out um, whenever I didn't have work or he would pick me up and drop me off at home after my shifts and stuff like that. And one time when we were doing the deed, he goes, he goes, oh yeah, my brown mistress. And then I remember thinking like, <laughs> I feel like that was racist. <laughs> we stopped and then after we were finished right and then like we were both getting dressed he like kissed me on my cheek and then i was like so like what what was that brown mistress about And (laughs) and he was like you know because you're brown and i think you're hot and like i just look at you like a brown mistress and i'm like 
so would your would your wife be white and i'm the brown mistress on the side and he was like oh don't make it racist i was like you made it racist you made it racist the hands down racist yeah yeah and so that was strike one and then when i found out he was homophobic that was strike two and three and so yeah, yeah. we never talked after that so steve you're so hot but fuck you yeah when she showed me the picture of you i was like dude like i don't care if he's homophobic i'll still suck his dick he's hot <laughs> yeah he <laughs> took me to like the nicest restaurants in san francisco and he was like really big down there but fuck you yeah he was packing some heat for sure he was packing a lot of heat so yeah <laughs> um, <clears throat> let me clear my throat <laughs> uh, what is your favorite sex position <laughs> you're gonna call me boring don't don't say it missionary <laughs> i mean you're gonna call me boring too i prefer doggy okay okay i mean that's good too that's good too i like that one too doggy is just perfect i mean like you're just back there and like a little like a little on the ass like fuck yeah yeah that gets me going <laughs> like it's your engines revving yeah it really does it's fucking hot <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> wow so to end this podcast i want to we both want to just say thank you again for everyone who tuned in to our last episode and who continue to support us please make sure to follow us on hhwdc podcast on instagram follow me and charles and we hope we helped anybody with our stories and we hope you guys learned a lot from our sexual experiences and i think that we should do a little poll mm -hmm. um so for a Friday's podcast, whatever one wins, I'll post it on my story, Desiree posts on hers, and then we'll post it on the happy hour with Des and Charles um, Instagram as well, since we don't have that many followers yet, which we need to get that cranking. <laughs> tell your friends, tell everybody. <laughs> we'll tally all the votes for everything, and we'll drop that on Friday's podcast, and the losing one will be on Monday's podcast. So, um... The category would probably be conspiracy theories, which Desiree definitely wants to do. Yes. And music from different generations and current music. Yeah, versus today's. Yeah, so we'll definitely post that up on Monday. So go check that out. Make sure you vote. And we'll let you know what the winner is on Friday's podcast. Yes. And... To kind of end this podcast of sex and sexuality, Charles, for all the LGBTQ plus kids out there that haven't come out yet, what is your advice that you want to leave them with? Don't be afraid. Uh, I was definitely afraid of myself coming out, but I know mm -hmm. I had people who to turn to. And if you ever experience, you know, you want to self-harm, make sure you, you know, talk to someone. There's a yeah. bunch of hotlines out there um because you could hit us up yeah definitely hit us up for sure yes smart thinking <laughs> but yeah just don't don't be afraid um don't live don't live your life in fear yeah mm -hmm. yeah i like that and for the kids who um have a challenging time with your family because of religion or beliefs or whatever it may be 
um my advice is just like charles live your truth at all costs you know what i mean because life is too short for you to live a lie and nobody should be condemned to that kind of a life so live your truth fearlessly and there's even though there may it may seem like there's a hundred people against you i promise you there's 200 people that are for you you just have to find that community and those people so don't give up hope yeah and so all the um homophobes out there get fuck fucked. you get fucked get fucked thank you guys again for joining in on another episode of happy hour podcast with des and charles and we hope to hear back from you on friday yes Yes. Love you guys. Bye. Bye.